Today's episode is brought to you by Makeover by Mimi. If you want to have full, luscious lashes without mascara, Mimi's lashes are what you need in your life. Head on over to Instagram.com slash Makeover by Mimi and mention Queens Connect to receive 10% off your first set. Thank you for tuning in to Three Queens and Things, a space where queens connect. Our podcast brings you the latest and greatest topics of self-love and womanhood. So I'm Mimi Ford. I'm Ati. And I'm Sola T. And we are Three, Three Queens, queens and, and Things. And sorry, I'm tired. <laughs> 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 anyway, Lord, we gonna shift that down. <laughs> so that's uh, get a little what, somber today. Yeah, yeah. today's a. I think with anybody watching the news in the last month, I think we kind of keep life going, but we really wanted to take time to have an episode that talks about what's going on because it's just a lot with you know presidential things to natural catastrophes to um, you know mass shootings and and terrorist attacks. I think it's it's good that we take the time to honor those um, and their loved ones that have been impacted by these things and honor our communities that are dealing with these things um, as it's not easy to kind of on top of that deal with everyday life. So uh, we're going to kick off our roundtable today with, you know, just a check in, like uh, just a very honest check in. Like, how are y'all feeling with all that's been going on? Where y'all at? Mm. Today is a lot better than. I was yesterday, and I was the day before, and the day before. Yeah. However, this week has been, it's, it's been a trying week. So I'm still trying to wrap my head around everything and process it and try to, trying to be positive <clears throat> every day. So I'll say the same. I'm kind of um, dealing with a lot of personal things. And then, of course, turning on the news and seeing the things that are going on in the world. It's just like... I'm feeling very overwhelmed. This has been a very emotional week for me. I am just tired. I think I'm just feeling like emotionally drained. I'm just not in the best place, to be honest. Yeah, I think um, I'm definitely there with everybody I know. Uh, I mentioned this before, but depression is something that I, I battle with every day. In the last couple of months, it's just been, in general, hard. And I think when larger things happen, those can be a trigger for me. And so I've spent a lot of time kind of by myself and really just thinking about a lot of things, which hasn't been necessarily the best space. So, um, you know, and I also had a um, well, a guy that I went to middle school got stabbed this week. Mm, so that's been really, really hard to just kind of, even, you know, when you haven't seen somebody or talked to somebody, just to know, like, I didn't think we were at the age where people just died all the time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like lately people just been, people just been gone like and mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know what the best way is so um rest in peace to daquan thompson mm-hmm. I, I know that you are valued and you are missed and that is a life that matters um don't understand kind of the situation and beyond that i know there are other lives that have been lost in the communities um 
and that we just need to take a space to, to acknowledge and right and talk talk about how we feel like it's hard to deal with things yeah. when so much is going on and i think it's you like, know, just thinking you about that Marvin Gaye song, What's Going On, that song has been replaying what's in my going head. On? What's yeah, going because on? it really makes you stop and think, like, what well, what f- is going on? Like, right. I, I'm seeing the president shoot uh, shoot baskets. Paper towels. Ta- you know, like, all these things. And it's just like, are, is this a serious I world that, that we're in? And is I'm like, serious? they let him do this? But like, it's like, that's where we are. And it's like, that's a scary space. I think I, that's where I've been. Like, we are in a very scary space for humanity. Absolutely. But then we have those other moments where, like, you see the beauty, but, like, sometimes the pain is just really hard to to work through. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where I am for... Kind of going for back to um, a couple episodes ago. Like, you good? Like, no, we need to check on our people. Yeah. Like, I think I've been realizing more this past week. Life is really short. And I think mm-hmm. that we just have a tendency to take people, I don't want to say for granted, but you just, for granted. like you were saying, we're at a space now where you're just not thinking, like, I didn't know at this age I would be losing 20 people or even thinking about losing people. And I just didn't think this was a worry I, I have. And pace, so. when you're at a good, I don't know, I just felt like 20 is supposed to be happy. And like, you ain't thinking about life as right. a whole. And I think this is all a part of life. I think that's the part where we, we, do, we are not taught coping and some of this is is senseless like I think we have to say that but I don't think that we are prepared with tools to deal with the the post trauma of whether it's killings in your neighborhood killings in you know down the street from your workplace like Mm -hmm. Mandalay I can see that from my job Mm -hmm. I drive past it every day every day every day and I don't I know that we've mentioned it before but we are a Las Vegas based Mm -hmm. uh, podcast and it's very it was just a moment to see that it was so close that it, home, it took yeah. away. It took away some of that false sense of security. I thought I was yeah. in a bad dream. Yeah. Like, Keyshawn woke me up like, babe, I'm sorry. Like, his first reaction to me was like, I'm sorry, but I got to show you this. And he turned on the news, and then he showed me the video of the shooting. And I was like, tears just started rolling down my eyes. Like, I can't believe that this is really happening right now. Yeah. This is crazy. And I was battling a cold on Monday, but emotionally, like I could, like I could not go to work. Like Mm -hmm. it it wasn't even necessarily, you know, my sickness. It was, I'm not okay. Like Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure these things out. Like, even though I didn't lose anyone personally, it just, it really, really, really impacted me. Mm -hmm. And, and then when I went to work, I ended up going later on that day and everybody's like oh are you okay you're okay I'm like yeah I'm good but I'm not I'm mm-hmm. not good and mm-hmm. I can't believe that we're just so programmed to just go on with our daily lives it's like wait like I need a minute mm-hmm. like seriously do even though I'm here I'm not here yeah. and it's just it's been rough yeah. I think that, that that's the thing is there can be so many reactions like how do we create a space because some people are emotionally tied to these things mm-hmm. even though if it's not somebody that happened to you personally and mm-hmm. I don't think that that's fair to tell them all the time like, you have to jump back in mm-hmm. but also what is that balance of well there we do have to to run things like I in my mm-hmm. daily job I'm a recruiter so on that day I, I was trying to be as sensitive as possible to people who may not be in a space to come in and have an interview mm-hmm. who may not be in a space to have okay. it and I don't Put and on it, it's just such face. a hard thing to figure out what that balance is because then I'm also dealing with different personalities at work that like I just need to keep going and mm. this touches me that I don't when things like this happen I'm sadness is not my first emotion mm. that I feel I feel frustration first mm-hmm. and so even what are ways that 
people are engaging me. Like, I just don't really want to talk to you right, right. now. Because I, I know that I'm upset with how we are handling ourselves as a world, as a nation, as a community. You know, you know, like mm-hmm. that. And how we don't prepare ourselves to have these mental releases. And then we talk mm-hmm. about mental illness. But it's like, well, we could have addressed some of this mm-hmm. in lifetimes ago mm-hmm. in, in today. Absolutely. So I think those are things that are really hard is to find that balance when things like this happen. Because do we get to take a day off? Do we take, take a week off? And I think um, we're I work did a really good job about trying to get somebody. We actually uh, not the not on mo- that Monday, but I believe on that Tuesday we had Tuesday or Wednesday we had a um, we have Optum, which is a, like an employee assistance program. Mm. So I, that's another thing that I would just kind of know is see if you guys have some sort of EAP mm. through your uh, health mm. insurance because a lot of times you can have like three counseling sessions mm. up for, for free, free. Yes. those type of mm. things. So what our empl- what my employer did is they brought somebody in that, that led group nice. sessions yeah. and individual sessions. And I know everybody. I I'm very privileged to work for the company that I work for uh, in a lot of ways in that that they are concerned with the well being of people to mm. a certain extent, um, but. But I think is those are the things that we have to prepare our community members for because even if it wasn't somebody that you knew personally, these are all lives and people people have different connections to lives yes. and, and all of those connections are valid. Mm-hmm. So how do we continue to move forward uh, and with the proper resources to help people cope when mm-hmm. things like this happen? Because unfortunately, we are in a world where they are going to happen. Think about the people that had to go back to work at Mandalay Bay after this happened. Yeah. Right. And it's just like, I can't not go to work. I need my checks. But it's just like, and if they were there that night, if they were part of that situation and then just be able to be told like oh you gotta be back at work you know in yeah. a couple, or like, the people that I have a friend um, bless her heart and, and her boyfriend's heart they let people in they live very close to the Mandalay Bay um, or the MGM kind of so when people were running mm-hmm. there were people outside in their neighborhood just frantic mm-hmm. didn't know where to go I couldn't imagine being like this mm-hmm. happened and now where do I go for safety if I mm-hmm. thought I was in a safe place mm-hmm. but they've allowed people to come in but like where's the where are the resources for those people because now you're now you're connected in a more direct way right um, and you know we're grateful for those who have extended themselves that way but I just I really am concerned with the 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 emotional and mental well-being post event Mm -hmm. that I don't think that we always think about that in particular like those who are working in the area those type Mm -hmm. of those who have may have taken help people take shelter um it's just it's one of those. Let's speak about our city after this happened. So we um, collectively said we wanted to do something to to help our community. Yeah. It was pretty difficult for us to find a blood bank that would that was still taking donations. Um, we even wanted to go out and lend like some of the local hospitals assistance and give supplies to some of the first responders. Yeah. Like there were just a lot of things that we wanted to do, but our city came out and showed out they like. Did. In the masses, there was a lot of organizations that had to turn away donations, unfortunately, but that just goes to show how much they received, that they couldn't even take in anything else. So I'm very proud of our city for that. Absolutely. I think that there are always ways that we can sustain help. Um, I think that's one thing to remember through all of this is even I know there was like, oh, well, we want to do we want to make sure that people, you know, thinking about people being possibly not being able to catch flights scheduled or, you know, just being out of of their 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 comfort mm-hmm. uh, and being able to provide that but a lot of restaurants like I know Grits Cafe Jesse's Barbecue like I was very proud to see a lot of small Port local of businesses that may not be able mm-hmm. to take that day and to close their establishment right. did what they needed to do to mm-hmm. provide food and resources for those families so as you said like that's amazing to me and I think it's even more amazing because I'm not from here mm-hmm. and so I'm 
I've been disappointed with Las Vegas and, and the amount of resources and the amount of nonprofits that are here and how they're able to engage the company because it's, it's a lot smaller than what I come from and a place that I would say has probably more need. Um, but one thing that really stood out to me is that it's we're a community. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the first time I've really felt that since I've lived here is because when people think of Vegas, they think of the Strip. They think of partying. They think mm-hmm. of, you know, everything but, like, a neighbor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I think it was just right. It, it took me aback to say, wow, like, I, I am a part of a community. Mm-hmm. And that is something I value. And that's something that I felt that I've been missing. But this uh, unfortunate event. It, it showed that people live here. Mm-hmm. This is not a town where just there are things. Mm-hmm. People live here. People care. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the next day my coworker, um, she was in line at, at, at like Dunkin' Donuts or something, and the person by like in front of her paid for her mm-hmm. her her um, meal, mm-hmm. her breakfast, mm-hmm. and they I was just like, it. and that like out of everything, I think we were all kind of numb, but. She had mentioned, like, that brought her to tears because and all this, mm. we're scared. We're like, I don't know what this is going to happen. Mm. What does this even mean? Like, are, is everybody okay? Like, right. we're in this space to be like, wow. Mm. We are, we're everywhere. People who care are everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we can miss that being yeah, here and living here and, and part of this culture. Yeah. I was telling them a story um, about how I find myself sometimes. I, I don't know if it's, like, just living in Vegas, but people are very disconnected. And I find myself being like that. My family's from back east. I'm from back east. I was ju- I'm originally from New York. So, like, people smile and engage with people when you walk past them. And I think I've gotten into this. I've noticed more recently that I've gotten into a place where I just continue to go about my business mm-hmm. and just not acknowledge people. And I hate that. I caught myself doing that the other day. So when I've been seeing, like, our city come together and, like you said, like a community, it really made me feel like, okay, we're not so disconnected, like, how I feel on a daily basis going through my daily life. Like, mm-hmm. I feel so disconnected from everybody. Um, everybody's just going about their business, doing their thing. But for this to happen and everyone come together like this, I was just like, wow. Okay. Yeah. It was amazing. I don't really have a whole lot to say about this. It's I, it's, it's just, it's still overwhelming to me. So it's, it's, I'm just kind of dealing with it. Yeah, I think that, you know, one thing that's important to me and I like, I try to find these ways for myself, but I was researching different like coping things. Like when something happens like this on a large scale as well as on a smaller scale and in, in our individual communities, like what are things that we can do to cope? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that that when these things happen, we we hear headlines and they're mm-hmm. trying to describe the shooter or, or the suspect as whatever, whoever, and it don't even be seeming right. Like mm-hmm. it just don't it don't even be right. It's like right. and so I think what is is healthy for us is to come to to spaces in which we can uh, find some some sort of peace um, or healing, I think is a better word. But it was very interesting because I know um, one person uh, who, uh, uh, by the name of Jonathan Smith, uh, he led at least 30 people from the scene. So it sounds like Mm -hmm. from the details I was able to gather that he may have gone back to help people Mm -hmm. uh, and continue to do so. And so there was this quote that I was reading in this article that really, really, like from him, that really stood out to me and has really been sitting with me. Um, But he said, everyone's been using that word hero. I've been saying it since the whole time I got home. I'm not a hero. I think I'm just, I just did what anybody would do. Was it smart? Probably not. But if someone else was in the shoes Mm -hmm. and they see me, I would want them to come back and at least help me. Mm -hmm. And I think that that goes into the the tie of like how we think about 
people and how we think about acts of kindness. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I, I, so then I was like, well, let me look up the definition of a hero. Like what, what does that mean? And so um, the definition that I found was a person who is admired or idolized uh, for courage, outstanding achievements or noble quality. So by definition, I think we could all quantify him as, as a hero as a hero but i understood what he was saying mm-hmm. it's it's all about you're human it's about being human and you are my fellow man and i if i can help you i'm gonna help you exactly. you know it's just basic these things should be very very basic but they're not anymore mm-hmm. because of race and Mm-hmm. and political viewpoints mm-hmm. and you know sex orientation like we kind of separate each other but so it's like you have to go above and beyond when i think what he said is somebody need to help so i helped, I helped them. them and as i, I should that idea of being a hero mm-hmm. um that can cause a lot of other things because in terms of his, how he's coping with his mm-hmm. experience mm-hmm. and now he's going to be blasted everywhere and this man probably needs peace and healing of his own Absolutely. and now he has all these different cameras in his face asking him what happened mm-hmm. and I think those are the those are the moments where I wish we were a better I mm-hmm. wish we were in a better space emotionally and mentally to understand that that is a lot to put on something it's one yeah. thing to acknowledge somebody but that man has gone through a lot, a lot, yeah. And he did what we, what we as humans what need to do. do, right? And, right, and I understand that that quote just it really stuck with me because I always this always happens when these things happen. It's like, oh, there's there's a gray hair, and, and as I said, he needs to be acknowledged, acknowledged. absolutely. But at the same time, he needs healing, mm-hmm. and is this contributed to his mm-hmm. healing? So I think I've just kind of been chewing on that, like, wow, like that's such an interesting mm-hmm. dynamic that I don't think we take pause. To be like, wow, well, he, this man did what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Right? But yet we think that this is such a, a career. And I don't think that he probably thought he was, was doing something hero, so courageous. Right. Right. So, like, like, he I probably I, was scared is and said, Come hell, on, hell, but yeah. I'm doing what I feel like is right. Yeah, exactly. And then that's not to say that anybody that didn't didn't do the right thing but i think the natural i think that if we're honest when we take away those different filters that mimi has has brought up the race and Mm -hmm. religion and all these different things i think as humans we generally want to help each other yeah Yeah. and i think sometimes we forget that because there's so many other messages that are told that to look out for yourself put Mm your self-preservation (laughs) self-preservation all those different types of things nature Mm -hmm. i thought it was funny you know you kind of have to find i'm goofy so i have to find like little a comedy comedy in in this whole thing i was watching the news the following day and people were showing up and donating waters and supplies and things and the reporter he was completely caught off guard he tried to walk walk up to a lady she was a sister and um you know try to interview her she was like no i don't want to be on camera (laughs) (laughs) and i thought that was so funny it's like Dude, you should have prepared this interview before. But mm-hmm. so everybody but, yeah, but, doesn't want the spotlight. You right. know, everybody is not doing that's not it why everybody for that recognition. Exactly. And it was just kind of funny to me. Like, mm. But that's the stage wow. that we're taught that we're supposed to naturally assume that she just want to be on TV. Right. right. <laughs> and she did not. But while you were doing your research, I did a little research too. And it's kind of hard not to focus on the cause behind all this, which is the shooter so i do wish that they would recognize the victims or acknowledge the victims a little more than they already have every story that i've been seeing has been about the shooter and i was telling y'all prior to us coming to this session that they've called this man from a child of god to everything else a quiet man who loved his country music and everything else all the highlights of this man supposed shooter and it's just like it makes me mad 
And it just, this man, mm. the numbers are, he killed 58 people and injured 500 people. Mm. And he's just a quiet man that's never had a parking ticket that they can't understand why he did this. They're trying to find everything they can to lift this man up in, after that all this. It's called white privilege. And I was asking mm-hmm. y'all, and I was like, they're calling him everything except for what he is, and I think he's a terrorist. However, Lasola educated me on that and said that technically the yeah. definition of a terrorist. Yeah, so I'm, I'm still torn between between this, but I, I was very interested because it, it's something that I always like, well, that's a terrorist, like create a terror in somebody. And so mm-hmm. by definition, when I looked it up, there was a definition that kind of stood out to me that didn't didn't exactly sit well with me but but made me think about why maybe they aren't calling him a terrorist and so it they're not calling him a terrorist because he's a 60 something year old white well that that is i absolutely agree with (laughs) that that's why he's not Um, a terrorist but the other the other component of the definition that i was reading was saying that they had to have um, it had to be associated with some sort of political um viewer political stance and Mm -hmm. so um, if they're saying at this point that there is not a, a reason why he did this because he's a white man, we're also not going to assume certain rationales behind. I have my own theory. Um, <laughs> but uh, so it's not to say I still based off of the definition that I normally go by, which is to create terror in mm-hmm. somebody and in, in, in a group of people. I do classify him as a terrorist. Same thing happened with Dylan Roof. He went and shot up that church. He's a young white boy. They never once. I've never seen one story calling no. him a terrorist. They stopped him. They stopped to get him with Burger King. Yeah. yeah on the way. Yeah. <laughs> and a bullet. And it's just best. like the difference between these shooters and the San Bernardino, as these are all very unfortunate events and none of this should have ever happened. I'm just saying that they're not, they're putting these labels on other people that are not white, like the Pulse shooter, the San Bernardino shooter. They're not, well, they're not white men. Like that's the, really the only difference between the acts that they did were very much with the same intent terrorist to kill as many acts. people as they could. Yeah. Terrorist acts. They, and they're not putting that label on them. Absolutely. But that is something that's not been sitting well with me about this whole situation. Like I said, I've been keeping up with the story and every news story I find highlights this man in some way for injuring 500 people and, and out of those 500 people killing 58 of them. After the second day, or after the, the day after the shooting happened, I had to like, stop watching the news like i was over the media and what they're trying to force upon us including labeling this guy and saying he lived in a quiet community and Duh. you know retired community no man can't be a terrorist you know right? his brother with the interviews i'm like okay i'm done <laughs> no more <laughs> see that made me it's interesting you said that too because while i was doing my research for this episode i was just thinking like the media they're putting all this fear in us and they absolutely have i mean they always do yeah. but it just got me thinking i i feel like personally there's a lot that's not being told about this absolutely. story there's a lot but, we'll never know about this right but then i was just thinking too has this made it just made me question i want to ask y'all ladies does this made you anxious since this happened living in a city where this just happened a week ago have yes. you found yourself being anxious when you go out doing day-to-day life yes. things that you've been always doing <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Even with what we just had, Life is Beautiful and iHeart Music Festival, like different in different event, same situation could have happened. I was supposed to be in Atlanta this weekend at the A3C could have happened. So it's, it, it has really, really heightened my anxiety. Like, I don't want to go to these things anymore, but I don't want to not live my life. Right. I don't want to live in fear. So you just try to figure it out and 
live life. Move past I don't know it. if I've been anxious. I think one thing that I've been more concerned with are, are, is our gun policy. So I think that Absolutely. out of all things has been more of the, okay, getting my grandma the number so she can call her local person. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you call your house of representatives to let them know, to find out when we're voting on different things, because this goes so far beyond the, the, the anxiety I feel like is rooted in a lot of things about this situation that I weren't exactly illegal mm-hmm. uh, that bothered me mm-hmm. in terms of the, how he had access to the things that he had access to that helped him, uh, you know, hurt this many people. Mm-hmm. So I think, I don't have an anxiety of of doing daily things, I would say, but I have an anxiety around our policies and our laws that allow people to be in spaces with with certain access to to things that I just don't think are necessary. And so that's something that I... I've always kind of felt that way. Like, I've always... I've never felt the need to have a gun. I've never... um, if, I, if there were, were to be one in my household, that would be okay. I Do I ever feel like I would personally purchase one? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I understand why people feel that they do, and I do understand that those are, people should have rights. Um, but I think those rights should with, be within means that are necessary mm-hmm. or that are within mm-hmm. a certain boundary uh, for you to defend yourself but not to cause an offense and harm to others. Mm-hmm. And so I think me, this has really had me in a space to really become more active and, and become more knowledgeable on gun policy. Mm-hmm. That's that, what I would say has been my biggest impact um, besides some emotional and other mental stuff. Like that's my like, that's my take away from like, it. Wait a minute. We can actually be up in here like this. Right. They said that you can go into um, a hotel and just have it on your hip and like it's yeah. visible and they might ask you to like put it away, but they don't. It's not unlawful for you to go in there. Exactly. Um, from what I've seen in my research, they said Nevada like prides themselves. Like our local officials think that this is dope that they can just. We just have such open laws. People can just walk around and just. They really encourage. We're a part of the world. I do have guns in my household, legal guns, and I feel like having automatic weapons several automatic weapons i I feel like that should have caused some sort of red flag Mm -hmm. like how is this why what i feel like he should have been questioned you there's no you know there's no reason why you have i feel like he should have been denied fuck a question like you just don't need to have it in nevada there's no limit on how many firearms you can purchase Mm, that's crazy to me there's absolutely no limit they don't have to if you buy from what they call a private sales Private sales gunmen, you can, they don't, you don't have to register it. They don't have to do a background on you. You just pay and you walk out. And that's the part that's so sad that when we, when these things happen, then mental health is used as an excuse. But why is there not some form of a, a mental health assessment when somebody purchases a, a See, gun? there was. And that was like on a federal level. Obama put something in place in 2013 that made it harder for people with mental illnesses to purchase a firearm. I think it should be harder for just everybody but how do in you general. determine the mental illness? But like, how do you determine that? Right, like, right. Those are the things that are I'm interesting sure to me like, is that if we're going to use this as an excuse before, then where is the help? Where is the advocacy? Mm-hmm. Where's all of these other things be prior to people being killed? Well, in February, Donald Trump like rolled that back, so that's kind of a thing in the past, anyway. So, but it's just crazy. <laughs> well, Thanks, Donnie. <laughs> it's just it's all it's Lord. really crazy. But that just goes to show when you have those local elections, go out and make sure you're yes. educated on not the only every four years. No, mm-hmm. go out and vote for your local officials because in your day to day life, those people make the decisions that are going to affect you in your city and, and your community. Yeah. And maybe that's something that we can lead here, like as three queens, is like. 
maybe that's something we can raise awareness around mm-hmm. and, and make sure that we are, you know, lobbying for people to understand when, when things are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be an update. I'll, you know, I'll yeah. take that on just to, to research some things and be able to post them on our social media so you know when things are coming. Because that's, that's important. Awareness is important. Because we I don't, don't, we don't really know. Right. I, don't, yeah. I don't know when elections come up. I'll see right. the little billboards or posters every now and then, but where do I go vote? Right. A lot of our local officials have coffee talk. So you can go and meet with them. They have like once a month or something. You can go and sit with them at like a Starbucks. They'll put it on like some sort of um, government website and you can go sit with like and just talk to them in like McDonald's or Starbucks Mm -hmm. and just ask them whatever questions you need to ask them. We need to look that up and post up. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But that was my takeaway. That was my huge takeaway. Like, do I know what our why we have such open they said nevada is probably one of the most open states when it comes to gun laws it's kind of just like whatever goes like texas yeah. like there's a few even texas just thinking too. about how the strip is structured like i thought about like at this time i was like it's crazy how i can just go in these buildings yeah like no surveillance no like there's nothing i, I go oh, through. oh you know we being watched yeah right you know what I'm like, <laughs> but there's second you but, there's, but like no no active surveillance where right. i would know about it like i can come in there with any bag any i just drive my car there like and i just i never thought about that before this like mm-hmm. i never thought about how mm-hmm. um yeah how free we've been mm-hmm. like how are open. you are you free? Like, like am i free like what type of freedom is this but mm-hmm. like but i've never thought about that in mm-hmm. this specific since i've lived here mm-hmm. i never thought that that was odd that i got to do these things or not I never or thought will you be able to do these things and i don't i'm okay if or, i'm not right or mm-hmm. was he able to do these things because he was a 64 year old white male and he wasn't a black nobody male gave or him a side eye Muslim when he coming upstairs male with right. the backpack or and a appeared to be Muslim male, right? Because it's about perception, yeah. right? Exactly. So yeah, well, I know. Um, again, going back to uh, the psychological, mental, and and emotional wellness, um, I was looking up some ways um, that you know maybe recommendations of how you you can you can cope because some people may just not know how to mm-hmm. like I think a lot of what I felt initially was numbness like I didn't know how mm-hmm. to feel I didn't want to feel like I wanted people I didn't want to create this pity party so then I felt like it was detract I was a victim like I didn't like right. I think a lot of that figuring out the balance of it but also still being impacted and, mm-hmm. and still being you know a leader and an advocate what does that mean um so I looked up the American Psychological S- Association and they had um, some tips around just like when shootings happen and you know, either in a mass or in a uh, in individual level or a smaller scale and so oh, they had six tips for like kind of walking through the the, the process of of coping and healing. Uh, number one was to talk about it, um, which I think is kind of what we open this platform to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and number two was strive for balance. So that's the idea of um, when things like this happen, we become pessimistic. We become mm-hmm. so anxious and so scared. But like still remembering that the guy in front of you at the coffee store can buy you breakfast. Like there's good people mm-hmm. here. And I think finding that balance, being around, good, you know, people. And I think I always have a thing about labeling good people and bad people. Yeah. But just knowing that we're, we're all here. Right. Um, also... To turn it, number three was to turn it off and take a break. So it sounds like that's what Mimi did. Yeah. Turn it down because, again... The media, I do believe we have responsibility as viewers in the media, but I also know that there are other um, factors that weigh like a dollars and the dollars mm-hmm. uh, that weigh on that that type of industry. So be aware of that. Be aware that there are certain ways and that this story is being told to sit with you a certain way mm-hmm. and to have you perceive your life and things around you to be a certain way. So mm-hmm. I think that it is good to take a mental break and say, I'm just going to 
I'm going to cope with the feelings and I'm not going to focus on what I, what is being told to me because the story changes. I know when I first, <laughs> I was out, I was not in the house when this happened. Mm. And so it was a very, it was a very interesting thing. Like this guy drove up, my boyfriend and I were driving. He drove up to us and was like, it was kind of a weird moment. Like I had my top down. Like he kind of looked over in the car. And so I looked over top back down. at him Oop. and he was like, she fancy. <laughs> y'all play too much. <laughs> and so he was like, down. I want y'all to be careful. Some happened at the strip. Mm. And it's like, really he, random he was like it don't seem it's a lot of police up there so like mm-hmm. be careful mm-hmm. and it was crazy because my boyfriend and i both stopped and were like like we we're like kind of you know how when somebody say something to you like, and you're like that's weird mind you i've heard <laughs> sirens going off probably for the past 30 mm-hmm. minutes and yeah. i'm just because i live in las vegas and sirens and out. helicopters just happen yeah. like i don't think about that it, that's not alarming for me anymore mm-hmm. i've been desensitized mm-hmm. to sirens so then i'm starting to put all this together and me and him are just looking at each other like what's he talking about like we're tripping mm-hmm. and then he was like wait a minute let me look this up so then we look it up and he's like oh there's an active shooter on the loose because the way the story was initially told yeah. made it seem like there was an active shooter just that they didn't know where he was wow. what was going the license on plates. and there was like yeah. i think there was like a 20 people did. so you couldn't figure out the story turned out to be so much different than what it actually happened mm-hmm. and how you would have That's initially perceived it as a local mm-hmm. so but it was just crazy to to know like wow like this man really like he stopped mm-hmm. and like we had to check in but it was a reminder to also be like well in the morning because it was such a different story in the morning you as things are building they're not able to report accurately right so you always have to be aware that you're going to hear things that may not be true but the agenda i feel like it's always but then make there's the agenda afraid. on top of that mm-hmm. so that was just something that i think that also touches on i'm, I'm so grateful for that man to tell us yes. Um, you know, be careful. But it was crazy how I even thought of like people just saying weird shit to me in Las Vegas. <laughs> no, to be like, what is bro over here? And it's so crazy in today's it, world. But it's like you have to like be so thankful and grateful for mm-hmm. those people because mm-hmm. sometimes this shit seems off. But it, he had a message like it was about to be my boyfriend's birthday, so like you never mm-hmm. know where I could be like, hey, let's go over here mm-hmm. to go right. do whatever. So mm-hmm. I think about those things and I think about how people care and how people express that and how I need to be open to receiving some of that in this weird city um but to really be thankful I'm, I'm thankful if that man is ever listening to this i'm grateful for him because we hurried up and did what we had to do and get back in the house right. um but luckily we were safe in that process um number four was take care of yourself mm. so i think sometimes you don't want to be a victim you don't want to make a theme about you but like you're also whether you i like that's one of the things was when we first looked up the what was going on we heard the video of the rounds going off mm. in this automatic manner and we were like what? damn the fuck is it's going, going on. on yeah and it's like i wasn't there mm-hmm. but yeah. i heard it right. you watched it on the news that's something as humans we shouldn't we're, we're i still one. never watched that video we're not i can't how to mm-hmm. deal with things that like will that. fuck me up like it, i really it, can't it watch it it was like i've never like because we have the privilege to be in the united states and most of the time when we are at war it is not in our backyards that was like I can only imagine what people in these other mm. countries go through because mm-hmm. if this is triggering me like this and this is somebody's everyday life of yeah. hearing this Gun noise shots, and yeah. not receiving the care and the understanding and the resources to be able to deal with what the hell is going on mm-hmm. like that was just a lot so understanding it's a privilege but take care of yourself mm-hmm. yes absolutely uh, number five is help others do something productive so whether that's you going to to volunteer again as we said it's 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 good to volunteer not only in response to something but to be in a part general. of your community mm-hmm. um and then number six is if you've recently lost friends or family or 
and these are other tragedies. Remember, grief is a long process. Give yourself time mm-hmm. to experience your feelings and to recover. And I think that is so important because mm-hmm. our, our world and our culture says get back to work, do everything. And sometimes you have to take a mental a mental health day. And sometimes everybody isn't afforded the privilege to do so. So find those ways that you can. Um, and I know that that's a kind of a hard thing to, add, to yeah, a request to have to somebody. Is. But mm-hmm. and, and I think maybe even better is if you can find ways for other people to. Right. So whether that's you have something, time that you can donate, a pedicure, a manicure, mm-hmm. a, a space, take somebody's kids for a couple hours, mm-hmm. whatever that is, we can do that for one another. Right. And so that is my my solitude's takeaway is. Um, you know, yeah, the, the American uh, <laughs> Psychological Society Association, excuse me, like has that. a lots of ways that you are able to cope with different things. And uh, I would, again, re- have you research if you do have health insurance and coverage, see if you have any EAP employee assistance program that allows you to go see a counselor or a therapist. Um, usually you get your first three sessions for free. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you just are responsible for your deductible. But, um, you know, as I'm taking this journey with you all, please, please take take as as much care of you yourself that you can and yes. i understand that that some are more privileged to do so than others we're absolutely lending ourselves as a resource to those that need it we are a listening ear all three of us if yeah. you need to bounce something off just talk if you were if you're a part of it i'm praying for you if you just are having a hard time dealing with the emotions i'm still praying for you and we're here if you have nobody else to talk to get in our dms no yeah. like mm-hmm. seriously like so not in to orchestrate i think maybe this might be another good time for us to put together a hike or a yoga session oh, yeah, or something absolutely. like that just for us to go and breathe and and remember that we're human yes. we don't always respond First. appropriately but mm-hmm. like we're human um, and we have to help each other. Absolutely. Like you said, it's not about, you know, being a hero. It's about doing the right thing mm-hmm. for mankind. We're trying to do what we can. But definitely join the conversation, y'all. As usual, let us know what you think, um, your emotions around this. Where are you at this week? Like, even with, we know a lot of our listeners don't live in Las Vegas, but are you affected by this? And yeah, just heard it. Period. Are you, how are you feeling this week? We did a check-in. We need to see how our listeners are feeling. So, Write us on social media. You can find us on Three Queens and Things on Instagram, Facebook. Um, we are going to be doing a Queen's Chat, our second Queen's Chat. Which is our live episode. Mm-hmm. Bring your cozy socks and your glass of wine or water. <laughs> okay. We showed out a little bit at that last <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> but it was fun. It was necessary. But yeah, that'll yeah. be coming up on the 19th. So we'll definitely be posting on our social media. After my birthday. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> come throat. talk to us have some fun but um thank you yeah, again much love peace and blessings yes, on to you absolutely. um in the coming days i know it's not going to be easy but we got each other yes. absolutely thank you for tuning in to three queens and things um i'm ati i'm mimi ford i'm sola t and uh once again we're three queens and things bye y'all <laughs> bye. <laughs>